This is the Bar Stewards Enquiry. You are talking absolute rubbish. Absolute rubbish. In, in what way? You are an underachiever in life. You were, I saved your bacon one time. You were gone. Well, I couldn't save you. I, I don't know if you are, but you said the right thing. But well, that's why you don't know anything about racing, John. I, I didn't say I do. Right? I'm saying that. What have what you contributed to racing? You are one of these take out merchants. Take out all you can. And a massive warm welcome to the Bastards Inquiry Derby Day podcast. My name's Lee Keys of SystemBet.co.uk. As always, the beast from the east, John Lang of John Joe's Blogspot to offer his words of wisdom. Amen. And uh, evening, John. And tonight, two very special guests indeed. Well, one of them's not a guest, uh, but one of them certainly is when we give him permission. Um, and the first guest tonight is how lovely, really, to have Cheltenham Town's massive back as a bar steward tonight. Catherine, Catherine Fry, after an enforced lockup in a Dubai Marina villa, you've returned to grace you with our presence. Yeah, what, yeah, what? all right, yeah, yeah. I've been been in uh, been in John Lang's basement. <laughs> <laughs> they don't get out alive. <laughs> Proper silence for the lambs job. I'm going to say that's that's where we don't believe that because, like, like Jim says, they don't get out. Of course, joining me also is um, she got out because she was open out. <laughs> she was rubbing the cream on, was she? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> did, did you put the lotion in the basket? <laughs> put, put the lotion. Well, where else would it go? <laughs> oh no! Anyway. Um, <laughs> last but definitely least. Um, our second guest this evening, obviously, he's parked up his panzer. He's arrived with the pit to enlighten you all with the bankers of tomorrow's Southeast Gypsy Fair. It's none other than mine hair, Christopher Stockel. Have you got it sorted tomorrow, Ginge? Have you got some winners for us? Uh, probably not, but I'll have a go. Well, <laughs> I mean, I mean, you've already you've already let on that the grounds the grounds hammered you, the grounds done you. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that, to be honest. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, we'll set the show off uh, on the right footing, which is discussing today's Oaks. And uh, certainly there's some interesting uh, comments on Twitter today regarding the Epsom uh, ground today. Uh, Ian Davis is, uh, I think he's kicked the TV in and smashed things up because... Uh, He's, he's going berserk. He's anti-purse voucher on the Haggis horse, um, Maharfath. And unfortunately, the ground appears not to have gone in that horse. So, David, John, I'm going to come to you first on the uh, state of affairs at Epsom today in regards to the ground. What's your thoughts on it? I just think it was a shame that he ever decided to water. You know, I mean, obviously, he's not privy to the same... Uh, Weather forecast that we can all see with uh, the lovely Laura Tobin, etc., and uh, predicting plenty of rain for the Epsom area. Um, it, it's, it's just the, the way things are going now, you know. I mean, the, the same as well, they're aiming for good to soft to start these meetings off because mm. some idiot at Parkman Square has decided that it's no longer safe to have quick ground for flat racing. I mean, I mean, I mean, 
see, seeing Twitter today really, did, really did make my, my, boil my piss. I, I mean, you, you've got Nick Love, you've got Timeforms, David Johnson, you've got you've got lots of uh, like media personalities joining in with the defence of the club, which I thought was pretty indefensible in terms of why are we watering to get sort of good ground to start the meeting, knowing that then if you don't go in your rain, it's going to probably be good to firm on the side. Why, why, why aren't we catering for good, fast ground? It, it, it's June. Why aren't we catering for good, fast ground horses? I have absolutely no idea. Catherine, what do you make of it all? Um, I think in terms of... Um, I, I think the clerks are... I mean, obviously, you've got the, the clerks that kind of just do their own thing, like Tellwright. You know, he just waters whatever, even if there's been a hurricane in the area, he'll just do that. I think in terms, you can, like, I totally agree with you for some reason. I mean, remember the old blistering hot summers and horses would just race on it. For some reason, that's not allowed to happen anymore. I think that we are just now... Well, we've become an absolute generation of bedwetters. Yeah. Um, and if there was sort of a lot to suggest that, um, you know, obviously if there had been all manner of injuries on that type of ground, then you could kind of understand that some sort of front was taken. But I don't recall of days gone by um certainly don't recall any any real injuries and then i i don't know i don't know i mean but it's 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 not just in racing it's it just seems to be this whole country i think i honestly think the people that bravely put their lives on the line to uh see off adolf and the people that gave their lives for this country would be actually rolling in their graves and what what this country has become now I didn't mean yeah. you, Ginger Hitler, by the way. <laughs> um, he's, got, he's got similar qualities. Yeah, I heard. It, it's like, it, it just, you know, and so I guess that does put the clerk in a very unfortunate position, is that if he hadn't have watered and it hadn't have rained, then the shit would have hit the fan. And now the shit's hit the fan anyway. Just seems to just be like, I mean, I mean, look now, we used to, do you remember the days of, if the weather had been warm, obviously I'm going to revert back to jumps racing. You know, I mean, when was the last time we had a good ground Cheltenham festival? Yeah. Yeah. You know, That's it's, true. Yeah. It's all right. The weather's more unpredictable in March, but you know, I, not that long ago, I remember just what's wrong with good ground. I'm not a massive fan of like somewhere like Bath and I know they can't help it, but running on basically Blackpool rock, but yep. there's nothing wrong with decent good ground that is well covered and that there won't be any, any injury. But anyway, I'm getting like Leng here. I'm getting... <laughs> well, this is it. I mean, I mean, yeah, you spend time around Leng and, you know, you spend time yeah, in his basement, yeah. you know, you, yeah. You, yeah. You, you, he only came out. down once a day to run the track. <laughs> you, you, you've got Stockholm syndrome. That's what it is. I've got Stockholm Stockholm syndrome. Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, to me, like, I, I always come back with that retort to any any pundit that that, that starts defending this absolute shit show. To be honest, today, and it's made. Please wait. I've I've barely had a bet. I've, I've literally not hardly bought. I've just watched it because 
I'm not betting on that. It's just mm. it's adding ex- extra variables to everything. And yeah. um, you know, you 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 uh, pal drive was good though, weren't it? You yeah, were bouncing at that. You yeah. were bouncing Catherine at that. Yeah, we like that one. Um, but but yeah, it, uh, to me, it's it, it's a it's a big turn off, and I, th- I think the the watering also has long term effects for that for that grass. If you're constantly watering mm. a track over time. Then the minute the heaven, heavens open, you can quickly go from good to firm to soft because of the, of the water table underneath. And I, I, I just, exactly. Um, and I, I, I just, I, and the thing is, the retort I, I always say about Bath is that name me a horse that's broke down at Bath. I can't name one. I've been watching Bath for years. Uh, you know, it's yeah, yeah. all right. It's modest yeah. fair. You know, <laughs> what was that? What was that? But it's a shame you haven't been in it. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, they always say I attract, I attract flies at ribs. Straight into the shit there, wasn't he? I know, it's straight, it's straight into ribs. We're not even, we're not even going to the questions. He's, he's, he's into me. But I mean, look, going forwards, I, this isn't a good look, really, because again, it's got. I think it'll affect the, the levy as well. There'll be other people like myself or other people that are yeah, not betting on that. Mm. It's this uh, boggy ground, you know. Like someone even said today, I think it was. Um, uh, was it Ian Davis? It was somebody that said it, it, it resembled a, a national flat it, rate. It, 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 yeah. Just yet another example of something the BHA won't get their arms around, though, isn't it? Because yeah. no clerk has ever been held over the course for doing this. You know, yeah. I mean, they just let him away with it all the time. I think, and, it's, I think it's who you're inbred to, though. I think I think I think if you are a product of inbreeding and you have the right name, it's kind of all right. (laughs) Very chill, yeah. A a double-barrelled name goes very far. Mm. Mm -hmm. We just just test it out and make sure we can eat an apple through a tennis racket. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still waiting to see Goose Lee in the in the Magnolia Cup. I want to know what what Goose. I'm getting some. I'm getting some t-shirts made, like. Yeah. We're gonna go. (laughs) <laughs> go ghost go yeah i'm waiting for stocker saying what you're gonna have on them dumb or dumb and dumber you know <laughs> i have no idea what you're talking about to be honest magnolia cup you know the the, the you know diversity race you know like oh, uh, uh, it's, it's where yeah it's where all the the jockeys are a reference. Oh, right. Massive cross section of society. Some yeah. red okay, some like um, cucumber sandwiches. It would yeah. it would hardly be representative of say walking down a London street. It's probably more representative of uh, the boxes at Cheltenham, I would say. You don't have to wear a stab face. You've got to wear your normal jockey stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, what have they done to the girl in the hijab? I mean, I mean, yeah, I know exactly. It's like she's she's won the race, and it's yeah, like she doesn't I, exist anymore. Oh, Latifah's. The, yeah, she's with Princess Latifah, isn't she? <laughs> the shakes can't have this. Yeah. He's down there. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. It's like these things get made a big thing of. I mean, that riding school in Brixton is a it's a fantastic idea. <laughs> why why doesn't it get any coverage now? 
Riding school in Brixton has been turned into police horse academy, I think. You know, like a teacher had to ride police horse. You know, you can't sort of be like, ew, what a wonderful novelty. We must flag this up. That's brilliant. Uh, it was so good for them to be touching a horse and then not promote it again. Keep promoting it because it is a bloody good idea. But it it's just racing, isn't it? It's just, it, they're just so out of touch with what yeah. to do. Uh, and that's, 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 as well thing. beyond the moon. You know, I mean, have any of them ever been to Brixton? I doubt it. No, they'll be flying over it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's as good. Anyway, back to the Oaks today, guys. Right, so the the winner has done a Sun Princess and broke mm-hmm. the distance record in the Oaks uh, snowfall, which you know, fair fair play. It's managed to beat the one that it beat by three and a bit length in the Dante by. 16 wickets, um, and the time was a little bit slower than pile driver. If you do a bit of simple handicapping and you put the winner on, I don't know, 125, say, for example, uh, it means that the seconds ran to 100, which would be below her official rating, which means the rest of the field have probably run to little or nothing. It's a very difficult one. John, what's your thoughts on, on the Oaks one? I just think it's been a rotten oak, to be honest. Um, and I think there's probably only the winner that's got any any sort of claim to be a drill one filly over middle distances. Yeah. Really, because I, I thought that looked terrible, really. I mean, when they straightened up, I mean, there was, there was horses there that was supposedly guaranteed to get the trip, get out and lift a leg. So, I mean, either he's absolutely wasn't a living Jesus out of that course, or the crap. Well, I mean... The, 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 sorry, the guy, no, no, go, go the guy that said the question there about the, the winter bumper, I actually thought I'd maybe sort of gone forward in time and I was watching Navin in the winter, like yeah. the, la- the last one. Like, I just thought, what the hell is this? This is not an Oaks. Like, regardless of the weather... It, it was just like yes, and take nothing away from the winner, but there's no way that any of them behind there have have run to a true mark. So I think on that, for me, not that I'd be a big better on the flat, but for me, I would be treating that form with a lot of caution, even though she's a very decent animal. You know, yeah, but, just, yeah, yeah. It, it wouldn't so be in the book for me. Yeah. I mean, you got Aidan saying after the race, well, the dad's always knew that this was a great part and all, all the rest of it. But, I mean, you know, what would you like did, did they know that, though? You know, it's 14 to 1 at York in a fairly average-looking trial. And then it's not like they've hammered it to beat the other one today, you know. And if it was a hundred high 120s horse, they'd have been getting stuck in today. But no. put, it this, put it this way, John. If say this, this for example, turns up in the Irish Oaks next, or something like that, yeah. or whatever, whatever it turns up, uh, if it's good to firm, I, I, you'd be wary. You'd be wary, wouldn't you? Absolutely. Because yeah. if you think about the Dante form and you take that as a base and you say, right, that the, the three and three quarter length defeat of Mystery Angel, that that doesn't put it on. You know the kind of marks we're talking. I mean, Nick Luck after the race was absolutely. We were saying this was the, the, one of the best horses of all time. <laughs> I mean, he's just 
Craziness. I mean, I mean, I, I... Nick Nick looked there. He, he must have backed it to win, got the bonus ball, and the special prize voucher on tipping point. And and, oh. and he's on a promise tonight. He must have been the way he was eulogising over it. Definitely. Yeah. Little yeah. does he know it's with Tony Calvin. You... <laughs> <laughs> the, the only way he's on a promise is if he's going down to John's basement. <laughs> Can't talk about that, Stocko. You know, <laughs> speaking, pro- speaking of promises, Ginger, are you on a promise tonight? No, not tonight, no. Not no. tonight. I just wonder. I just wonder with six o'clock request broadcast time. No, I go, I go for a walk at half three for two hours. So I'm on the beach, and I, I don't get back till like half past five. Is it? Is it like? Do, do you do that because it's like it were like reminiscing about Dunkirk things like? <laughs> that. You're like you're in Malibu or something. In the bunker? No, it's Redcar. <laughs> Quite <laughs> I, I think I think he was out looking for landmine. <laughs> anyway, we'll move on to the questions because we need to get some tips out. Um, and um, uh, we've only got two tonight, thankfully. Um, <laughs> terrible from me, that. Um, right, first question tonight. Ian Davis, he's... Ian Davis is on a rant session. He's really upset at the Haggis horse. He's been sat on that thinking this is a good thing and the ground's ruined it for the lad. But he says, um, it's not the Epsom derby. It's not the English derby either. And it certainly isn't the Kazoo derby. It's the derby. The original and the best and all the others, Irish, Kentucky, whatever it's imitated, all the imitations, referring to the derby as anything else should be a criminal offence, carrying a mandatory custodial sentence, John. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose he's right to a certain extent. I mean, uh, get your mates but, to write in now, John. Well, yeah, I mean, when, uh, <laughs> that's 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 the thing. You know, never never a cross word, Catherine. Uh, no, I mean, it, it's just a trend that started, isn't it? Everybody calls it the Epsom Derby now. Yeah. You know, and, it is it Epsom? Isn't it, well, yeah, you know, I mean. <laughs> the, they're pointing out the blatant obvious, aren't they? You know, there it is. You know, it's glory. 250 years of tradition and whatever, but... Uh, is that like saying the Aintree Grand National or the English Grand National? Isn't yeah, it? yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think, I think that I'm, I'm with Ian a bit on this, because if you think about it in golf, it's the Open Championship, because everyone goes mad at the Yanks when they say... Uh, oh, it's the it's the British Open. You know, it's not. It's the Open. You know, the East. It's the first major. It's the first. And am I right? Obviously, our derby is the first, isn't it? The, our derby is the first. Uh, oh, the first originated. You mean? Yes. Yeah. I'm yeah. right. Yeah. So 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 yeah. basically so basically, I I agree with Ian that it should be should be the derby, and that's that. And uh, yeah. So yeah. Fair point. No, but that that was first. Just been a singular thing, a derby. You know, just say calling it the derby. Whereas if you say like you've got the Scottish derby, the Irish derby, um, then you've got the Derby and Joan Club. You've got <laughs> you've got a derby Not between two football teams. You know, Derby County. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Derby County. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's only one derby, free and Davis. Um, good stuff. Um, right, second question uh, from Carl Swanson. Love Carl. Loads of questions. Some are good, some are bad. Uh, this is okay, and I kind of get this. And he says, have punters become a nation of bleating bedwetters? I Catherine think, says they have. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's yeah, already highlighted by our great Catherine Fry. Um, he, he says, I've seen tweets complaining about the lack of refunds due to high definition being withdrawn from the Derby. It's an, it's anti-post. These rules apply. Why do people believe they have an, an entitlement to their money back? John, again, you, you, you'll, you'll, you'll be good on this one. Well, I think anybody that reckons they should get the money back on an anti-post break should be taken into the car park and have a knackers set about with a pair of house bricks. <laughs> really. There's just absolutely no need. You know, understand the game. You know, yeah. you're taking a chance. If it doesn't come up for you, hard chase, get over it. And As go. the great status quo once said, you pay your money, you take your chance. <laughs> Damn right. Chunka, chunka, chunka. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, let's hope for Stocker tomorrow. It's down, down, deeper and down. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a great point regarding this. I think that, do you know why it is? Because bookmakers give that much away. Best yeah. odds guaranteed, we'll pay 10 places, you know, all this, all this complete rubbish. And then punters get used to this generosity. Money back if yours finishes second. Money back if it gets beat less than half a length. And all of a sudden, you're just bleating, but like Carl says. Yeah. Mo- what modern, modern day bookmakers, though, don't seem to want proper punters. They're no. terrified of proper punters. Yeah. It's not, it's not like the old days. No, nowhere near where basically a lot of bookmakers would be very keen to take on big money punters because if you think about it, a lot, most big money punters will lose most. It, it's, it's a fact. But yet, for some reason now, it, it, we've got into an era where w- w- they seem to be that frightened of, of the few that are making it pay that they just restrict everybody that that, want, that shows you know wants a few quid on it. I think it's really I think the game's in a real bad state of play, and I think this is what's causing it: the fact that they're offering these stupid, you know, like like concessions mm. um, and it's making punters become what they are this, like you say anti-post used to be great because you used to think well I'm getting 20s but yeah. it's probably a, a 2 to 1 chance not the run or it's probably a, a 6 to 4 chance not not to that's that's the risk because they're yeah, on exactly, the day yeah, yeah on now, the day you might yeah now it doesn't enter your head whether, whether there's a problem if it's not going to run or not because they've already offered you 15 times your money back if it's proven your horse can talk <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Ed. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um oh no he didn't. I was about to say um you know Dobbin from Rent a Ghost, but he didn't talk, did he? Oh Dobbin He did in real life. <laughs> did he? You know Yeah, he was only acting, you know, that wasn't real Catherine. <laughs> he took he talked when he got out of John's basement, I know that much. <laughs> Nobody talks out of there. What? Living proof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's not, there's not many that see daylight after exiting that Mondeo boot. And, and... Yeah, yeah, I can't talk about it. I can never watch Silence of the Lambs again. Uh, yeah. Was it the nipple piercings or the, you know, what was it? Yeah, what it was, was like, the it, lipstick. The... It, it was the dance. Yeah, and then, and then the dance, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've never got over that. Never had a good face. <laughs> <laughs> Right, we'll get on to some serious business because this is where you can all press the pink button uh, tomorrow for our splendiferous selections at Epsom. And we'll start off in the opener. It's the two o'clock and it's the mile and a quarter 
Whirlpool at the Tour Handicap, not to one of the five race. The odds showing at the moment are the Screaming Kilt has the favourite with King Frankel at around the nine to four mark. Ginger, I'm going to start with you in this because I think I think you'd like to kick us off with a winner. Well, I had a look at that King Frankel and, and the form behind uh, Baybridge, which looks a decent horse, um, looks very good, but it's the kilt. And because it's the kilt, he doesn't win with fabs. So I've gone along with his second string horse, um, what's it called, Chase the Dollar, which is exactly what I'm doing, chasing the dollar. Because the rest of them look much of a muchness, to be honest. Better than chasing the dragon, though, Stocker. I was just thinking, chasing the dragon, Stocks. Yeah. Is it? That's the dollar, isn't it? Yeah, the, the dragon. It's called Chase the Dragon. It's not. It's called oh. Chase the Dollar. Chase the Dollar. Yes, chasing the dragons, what John does with every bagel down in the basement. The <laughs> <laughs> with the that's, a, that's a cultural exchange with some West Indian neighbours. <laughs> with the lotion in the basket. Right, so Stocker. With the uh, chase the dollar, yeah. uh, that's seventeen to two um, for, for the second string of the kilt with the drum on board. Andrea at Zeni, likes a tipple. Um, does Andrea? Um, and we go on to Catherine for your choice of this. Did you take a look at this, Catherine, or have you? Scott I have. Said? I have taken a look at this, and I'm actually going to. Wouldn't normally be a race that um, I would look at, but I'm going to go for your mate Rafe. Um, I know you, I know you've got a friends called Rafe. Um, I'm going to go for for Rafe Beckett and Patient Dream with Boy Wonder, Oshin Murphy. Absolutely, chasing the dragon on board. Patient. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know he. Good. I mean, I suppose if either him or Frankie were on Snowfall, it was, it was kind of aptly named, really, wasn't it? Um, but no, I just <laughs> <laughs> bit of course form in the book. And um, I think, I just, I know Frankel was a fantastic racehorse. And, but just everything has to be named after him. Do you know what I mean? You don't yeah. get with the greatest see the stars, do you? You know? Um, anyway, that's a, that's a totally different rant. So, yeah, it's um, it's your mate Rafe's for me. Rafe and Ralph Beckett, the dynamic duo training team. Of patient dream currently around three to one for Catherine. Um, she didn't like the King Frankel name because she thought Mohammed Abeda must have spent about three seconds thinking of that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so jo- jo- John, yeah, what, Ooh, what should we call him? <laughs> John, what did you think to this? I was so depressed at this race. I, I, I honestly thought I had twenty-eight stand that lined up in this until the washing and the rain and the. The rest of life overtook everything that I've worked on for ages up the race. And Great Gadian was going to be the one. Um, ran reasonably well on fairly crack ground last time. It wasn't been by Sioni. Yeah. But, oh, a bit better ground at Epsom. We're going to be loving this. And then here we are. So I've had to bin him and I'm chucking in. With all that else there, and he's Chase the Dragon. Chase the Dragon for, for, for John and Stocker. Uh, for Andrea Zeni again, 17 to 2. Me, I am with the boring old favourite, King Frankel. I think he's a big work in progress. The form behind Bray Bridge is much the best in this, and I will say much the best. Beating River Alwyn by uh, four and a quarter. 
uh, into third is, is strong form for the level. So I'm with King Frankel, but a bit boring at nine to four. Will I be getting involved at nine to four? Not particularly. Maybe in running bet for me if if they decide to let him have his own way or something like that. Right, next race, the 235. It's the Princess Elizabeth Stakes over an extended mile. Um, sponsored by Kazoo. A uh, group three affair. And it's, this is quite a wide open contest, mainly because it's crap. Um, and it's a four to one Mamora, four to one statement uh, that they're heading the market. market. John, I'll come to you first with your choice for the Princess Elizabeth. Well, again, I've been scuppered by the weather here. I, I thought posted was better than most of these, which I, I do think is an absolutely rotten club trade. No potential in here whatsoever. No, it's all um, right. um, but I think I think out of the the ones with three figure ratings, I think statement is probably the one that's likely to handle the ground the best. So I'm chucking in with that one as a token selection, and I can't be any stronger than that. I'm afraid. Oh, fair play. It's a statement. Uh, Martin Mead, David Egan, four to one best price currently. Uh, Catherine, your thoughts on this? Yeah, I agree with John. Actually, I think it is it's not it's not a great race for this sort of card. Um, the fact that I mean, she wasn't up to Guinea's class, but the but the run in the um, the Fred Darling was decent enough. Um, yeah, 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 it was. Yeah. And 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 over probably a better trip trip. Yeah, exactly. Well. Yeah, I don't think she quite sees the mile out. No, she doesn't. And there's, I think. In time, she will sort of become, I would imagine, a, a middle distance filly. I mean, there's up to like one mile four in her pedigree. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I mean, quite. It is. It is such, such a crap race. I think you could be quite confident on her, really. Yeah. Uh, Stocker for you. Um, I've gone for uh, variables. Ars Mazuna. It ran. It ran in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. Uh, ran, ran a stinker over there, but apart from that, it's it's run really well in Group Twos, Group Threes. Last season was second in the Rockfell, I think. Um, yeah, yeah, that's the reason I've gone for that one. Yeah, it's, it's I, fair enough. I mean, on on two-year-old form, it certainly comes in there with a chance, but obviously we've we've not seen her for whatever reason. But um, she's currently trading at six to one. Again, you're going for another drunken Andrea Azini. Um, <laughs> I'm with. Um, uh, yeah, he, apparently he loves the champers on the way home as Andrea. You know, apparently he, he he's quite happy to pay someone else to drive him, and he just sits there suffering the champers after after the races. Allegedly, sounds like you. Yeah, oh, wait, it is. It is like, fair play. Fair play. No, he's still drag. Sounds like you. If you lost fifteen stone. <laughs> um, <laughs> carry on with my selection, which is statement. Um, so I'll agree with John and Catherine, and leave Stocker with his with his trip with his, in his speedos as the tide goes out. Um, <laughs> so, so a statement for me of Martin Meads for the similar reasons to Catherine and John. I think this is a moderate renewal, and I'm hoping Statement can back up that run in the Fred Darling, and that will be my choice there in the 2:35. So we'll move on to the 3:10, which is the Kazoo Diamed Stakes, a Group Three affair. Um, and a very very well backed horse at the moment, Century Dream, into two to one favouritism. And um, I'll start this one off then for a change. Um, I thought Century Dream uh, was 
very weak in the betting in the locking. I, I don't know why that is. Um, that that would that would worry me in terms of the fact that it was well beaten in the in the, in the group one last back end, and then it's got beat twenty lengths behind Palace Pier, and it was extremely weak in the betting. Now, it could could have just needed the run. They could have just run this as a prep for this or something. But but that would worry me going at a short price, even though conditions are ideal. But nevertheless, uh, credentials are fairly solid in terms of this. Did think the kilt might, uh, he's booked the gate jockey for Marie's Diamond. That could sort of like blast off and go. So I would probably go with Marie's Diamond as a small, small play because you can see that Johnston and D'Souza are thinking blast off um, in the uh, Diamond. That's the 310 Epson. I will come to Catherine now. If you, if you, do you like anything here a lot, Catherine? Um, not a lot, but I am swayed by um, Paul and Oliver Coles, more hardworking families, um, Duke of <laughs> Hazard, um, purely because um, if you go back to last last time, the form's pretty decent. Headgear on, Frankie on, not not a great race. Wouldn't be a confident tip, but I might might chuck it in if I'm having like a dodgy multiple or something tomorrow. Yeah. So Duke of Hazard for Catherine, yeah. the good old boys there, Frankie Vittori and uh, Paul and Oliver Cole. Hard working. Uh, yeah, 11 or 2. Uh, John, your selection in this, please. The Coles will be getting up early to do the churning, won't they, before they go to Epsom. It's yeah, butter yeah. and stuff. Cows cleaning up. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, they, I'm, I'm throwing in with your theory about the kilt and uh, my, my finger is poised above the blast-off button for Maria's diamond. Finger blasted. Yeah, we're gonna be, <laughs> this, this is where we're going to raise tomorrow. I think this is one one of the few things you can be sure of tomorrow. This should be leading at some early stage in this race. You'd imagine and, so. And, and give us the opportunity for a bacon, lettuce and tomato exit strategy. Yes. So yes. Um, I'm going to be going in and looking to take a few points out of this, possibly about five, I would think, looking at the current price. Yes. This will be like Elon Musk and SpaceX out of the traps. Yeah. Uh, Stocker, for you, for you, what 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 are you going to give us here? Uh, I was all of a century dream. I think when it goes into the right grid, it's better than all these. It's best for yeah. than all these. Yeah. And, and I, I just think if it, if it runs anything like its race. It should be. Um, yeah. uh, Marie's diamonds just look, doesn't look the same as it did last year. It looks, it looks like it's a bit of a twat now, to be honest. Ben Johnston? <laughs> Could be, yeah, Johnston, yeah. 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 Well, well, I mean, I mean, this is it. I mean, it's all about opinions. And like you say, Century Dream, yeah, totally solid. Different class at its best. Um, just very weak in the bet. And the locking is just putting me off a bit because these are Simon and Ed Crisford. Uh, would be the what would be ones to get them ready, and I, I just don't understand why it was so weak in the lockage. But I it was never going to win the lockage, though, was it? Let's be honest, it was never going to win it. Well, no, Even I mean, best it's it's not, a good not, step below, below the winner, there, wasn't it? Yeah, and I mean, look, look, Century Dream won this last year. This renewal last year was yeah. Newbury. Um, he did it really well. He beat King of Comedy in this last year. Uh, is there a King of Comedy sort of standard in this, even though King of Comedy is regressive? Um, I'm not so sure, but, but yeah, Century Dream is, is probably a solid favourite if he's in good order. Yeah. Right, we'll move on to the 3.45. It is the uh, Epsom Dash, the uh, pate race, where everyone gets pate 
and um, you know puts you on uh, toast, you know, a bit of wine, bit of bit of vodka, bit of cheese, whatever whatever you like with it. Um, it it's a it's a tough event. It's a five furlong sprint handicap. Twenty go to Perth. Six to one market leader is Sunday Sovereign, uh, ridden by the gate jockey SDS for Tim Easterby. Um, I'll come to you, John, first for your view on the Epsom Dash. Well, uh, you're pretty clear when I was on the Epsom Dash. Uh, you got the fridge, you get the pat pate out at room temperature, and then you give Digby a shout and get him in for 10 minutes. <laughs> but I do think I've got a better, yeah? And it's a big price. Get boasting at 40 to 1 is the one that's caught me eye. This um, has actually run off much higher marks in the past. Um, pushing up towards 90. It's only off 83 here. Um, three runs ago, it really, really caught me eye at Musselburgh. We're slowly away. I have nowhere to go. Just basically completed the race on the bridle and got back yeah. two and three quarter length. Um, now, it's we've been talking about horses getting Johnstoned earlier on. This, <laughs> this one, for the last six runs, has been absolutely mulland. And Jamie Gormley, uh, three years ago, I, I'd never have thought I was, I was going to be marking him, him up as a plus in the jockey change, um, takes over tomorrow, and I think that will find even more improvement from this horse. It can just sit in behind a pace and find a stride, this thing. Untapped potential. It's only four-year-old. I mean, some of these things are too old to be run over the bloody jumps. Yeah. Uh, 14's not a bad draw at all. He's not exactly hemming on the fence. Donnelly's too stupid to try, try and save himself if he's racing in a pack anyway. He'll still try to go forward. <laughs> um, so, plenty going for him. And the 41's way too big. Okay, 40 to 1 selection from John. We like big prices on this show. Uh, as we, we, we've managed to find a few in the past from our lucky pins. And get boosting 40 to 1 for John, for Ian Jardine and Jamie Gormley. Catherine, did you look at this menace of a race? I did. I actually quite like this race. I think, like, I think I'm being, I went, been to the Derby a couple of times and I've always loved the sight of this race. Um, yeah, I've, I've got one here actually, uh, though I do greatly admire John's selection. I have to say that's fantastic reasoning. Um, I like only spoofing, currently around 10 to 1. Uh, was five furlong winner at Goodwood, so you, you know, form on an undulating track. That was when he was with Jed O'Keefe. Trained now in Ireland, I believe, and Tom Markham. Oh, I knew you'd like an Irish run. Oh yeah. And, oh yes, yes. Three, three, uh, three, uh, three lovely runs in uh, in Ireland last time. Uh, yeah, he did well enough. And uh, yeah, I think I think we're on for that. Yeah, he probably uh, Gary, old Gary Carroll probably got a um, a bollock for winning three legs last time. Yeah, not so far. Yeah, but um, yes, um, one that caught my eye, I have to say. That's an interesting choice. So only spoofing for Catherine and the Irish, an interesting booking Tom Mark one. Exactly. As if, yeah. as if the Irish mean business from a very plum draw yes. right against that rail, out and away. With the old magic carrots for Catherine. Interesting <laughs> choice. Uh, Christopher, what was your uh, 
Well, I'd, I'd pick mine out before the, the downpour, so I'm, I'm not sure how, how well this thing goes in the ground, but it must be about 150 year old now. Caspian Prince, it turns up every year. I think it's won it once, it's been placed a few times. I'd, I'd, it's I'd, won I'd it three times, has it? Yeah, and, and it, I, don't, it, I don't think it's getting any slower. This is this is it's it, it's definitely this is its track and trip, but um, w- whether the, the the ground will slow it down. But I, I'd be going with that each way, and I think it's drawn about four, so that could bag the rail anyway. Well, far far rail, because I mean, if it's stones. All oh, right, sorry, wrong rail. It, it's far, it's far side, but but no, listen. I mean, looking at the history of the race, the, there's not really that much in the draw. It's just that obviously with a softer ground. That just might play favour to the stands rail, but I'm not sure on that either. I'm not sure that the stands rail will be the place to be. Don't forget the ground's going to dry out a little bit tomorrow. You just don't know. That's the thing. It's quite tricky. Only thing I've got here in this race, and we, John, you know, we're just we're just cracking one off and opening the pit. And um, and the stat is the last 22 runnings, 13 of them have been the top six in the weight, which says to you that it's a class race. Really, it's a horse that. Basis. I mean, they've won well over half of the races, and there's been 20 runners each time. So there's a big bias there to to top weighted horses in in the the class shines through. That's all I can offer in terms of uh, the Epsom Dash. So we move on to the big one, which is the Kazoo Derby. Um, it's uh, obviously possibly things have changed in the last sort of five or six hours after the uh, the rainfall, and it makes it a very interesting affair. So. I'll, I'll kick this one off, and I'm going to go uh, with a, a one a little bit outside the box here because I think uh, we need a price, and I'm going to go for 150 to one chance in the race, oh. and I think and I, I I think this has a chance of actually actually you know I'm not saying winning. But I think can can run above its price. Uh, Mojo Star of Richard Hounds. Um, the reason I say this was because at Newbury, uh, I had word beforehand that they actually thought this was a proper proper group horse. They they said we'll be astounded if this gets beat. That was the message. It, it come from good source as well, and it it was beat half a length by a horse called Minerva. Well, if anyone saw Minerva do everything wrong at Kempton the other night and absolutely destroy uh, a useful animal in Mr. Curiosity, who I think is definitely 90 plus. He absolutely destroyed it. One five, pulling a car, giving giving weight with the penalty, etc. Um, you know, and I just thought that is some performance. So I'm thinking they were flabbergasted at Newbury to get beat. And I just think that because it's coming here in a maiden, and we know about maidens in the derbies. Maidens have run well in the past in derbies, um, and I just think at 150 to one, that is a complete. Because if but it, let's say the Godolphin horse would have not been in that Newbury race that was in, that would have won that Newbury race absolutely on the Billy Idol, six or seven lengths clear, you know, no problem. There's no way that's 150s. It's probably 33s, 25s tops. So 150s for for Mojo Star under Miss Rich Jockey David Egan, I think that's massive. So there you go, Catherine. Um, um as you know, Lee had a bit of an anti-post bet here. I was, yes. Was um, 
was fretting a bit with the with the warm weather so I was of course quite delighted to see a bit of rain I know I know it hasn't suited everybody but um um really love Dracula's McSwiney um it's <laughs> Dracula. Well, Dracula though isn't he yeah, yeah. Um, I, I I think he's I actually think that he's shaping to be the perfect racehorse. And if there is, obviously, it's going to be quite a dry day, dry and sunny day at Epsom tomorrow. I wouldn't, not going to be that worried because if he's as good as I think he is, he should go on any ground. The old adage was it good horses go on any ground. Um, relatives on the dam side were okay on good. So we're talking about light heavy in Parish Hall. Uh, I think that the further he goes, the better it be. I think the trip is absolutely fine for him. Um, Rory Cleary, I'd actually prefer him to be on him tomorrow, to be honest. Um, he said that the further he went, the colour, the better he got. Um, I, I think I think this is a derby winner. I really do. So very, very sweet on McSweeney. Fingers crossed for you there, because I know you've got a little bit on anti-post. And yeah, so fingers crossed. For- Totally agree. And by the way, I don't, I don't think good to soft grounds uh, uh, bad at all for Max Wine. People are saying, oh, it need, needs it, mm. needs it deeper. I think over okay. the mile and a half, I think that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Um, so good, good luck on that. Uh, Christopher, your derby choice. I'm, I'm running with Catherine on McSweeney. I thought the performance Ooh. of the Curra, when they weren't expecting it to be the other thing, uh, was was very impressive. And, it, and the further it went, the better it looked. Um, but I've also got one at a price uh, that I'll probably be dutching the pair of them, but with the main of the bet going on Max Sweeney. And that's the the horse that it beat in last year's Futurity, one ruler. 25 to one, that's overpriced there, just because it's Godolphin's second string. It's ridiculous. Ran a good, it ran a good sixth in the, in our guineas. It looks yeah. like it wants a trip. Um, it, sh- it should not be 25 to one. It should be about 12s, 14s at the most. So I'm going to have a yeah. little bit of, well, yeah. Like you say, I mean, I mean, one run in the one run in the guinea, six to poetic flair, you know, a mile on fast ground. Probably, probably, like you said, it, it was three quarters of a length behind Max Whiney in the in the futurity yeah. um, last October. And like you said, why is that? Why, yeah, fair, fair, fair point. And, and I think it was it was it was it was one of the favourites for the for the guineas on, on the week leading up. I know there was a few favourites, but I think the day before it was four one favourite for the guineas. Then it just drifted markedly on the day. Yeah. So that it must have been doing some decent homework during the week to be to be fair to be even favourite for the guineas at that point. You know if this wins, you know if this wins, it'll sink John off. It will it will sink John off badly. I think well, unless I, he's back unless he's back in it. Well, you don't want you to you don't want you tipping a twenty to one winner, does he? Well, I tipped the, the last guineas winner. I tipped the Irish guineas winner. If you'd have if you've had me on, I tipped Book Sweeney to beat the other thing. And, oh, uh, yeah, 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 this is terrible after timing, Johnny. <laughs> John, have you heard this? I know, what time is it on? Oh, listen in, listen in. Terrible, this. John, your thoughts? Well, I think six months just watching Catherine trying to dig away out my cellar with her bare hands on the CCTV has sort of got me thinking along the same lines as her because I, I think McSwimmy is probably the one to be with, really. For the uh, happy old Jim, and uh, it'd be lovely to see his beaming, smiling face in the winners' enclosure tomorrow. <laughs> I hope he's got a cloak on. Oh yeah, absolutely, well, cloak to five. You know, um, <laughs> I mean, Jim has been 
popular with race cars ever since Anne Berlin was a little black baby. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, oh, you um, going to say it. And it really would be nice to see him have a, another Derby winner, you know. Um, I know, he's such a nice chap. Oh, you know, I, I think we should invite him on. Well, I'm pretty sure he won't turn up, which is a good thing. Well, yeah, that's true enough. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it, look, that's the one for me, Max Winnie. You know, no, no ground worries. Looks as though it will probably improve for the trip unless Manning takes his brains out and tries to make the running. Um, and fully endorse Scotland's reasoning on one roller as well. You know, it's, uh, it looks dangerous. I've got John Leaper backed a bit anti-post, but I'm not convinced that wants much dig in the ground, really. So So the three of you, Max Swiney with Stocker Dutch with one ruler, and, and John endorsing one ruler. Uh, bit, 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 too, bit too right, said Fred, you two, with that one. Um, <laughs> you know, um, and myself with the absolute rag of the field, Moho Star, if I can get any exotics on that, as in play that to finish third, fourth, even fifth, if there's any kind of bet fair markets available, I'll be searching for that because I don't think Moho's start is nowhere near 150 to 1. Right, we go on to the 515 uh, Northern Dance Handicap for 0 to 105, uh, 25,000 of a winner. Um, soon a race in France, personally, but there we go with the prize winner levels. One group one power, 3 to 1 favourite. Andrew Balding and Sylvester D'Souza. John, any of you on this? It's a bit boring, to be honest, but I, I really think the one power will take the bait in there. Um, yeah. I think it's still got potential in the four-year-old. You know, I think uh, it could probably turn into a, a guilt of Edinburgh type horse later this month. And if it's going to be, it needs to win this, really. And uh, I don't think this is a deep race by any stretch. Um, you can maybe give last eight a bit of a shout and forgive the last run, but oh, overall, I think Group One Power is the one to base. Okay, okay, Group One Power currently priced best price around three, the three to one mark. Ginge, anything here? Uh, I, I probably would leave it alone, but if 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 you held the gun to my head, uh, I'd, I'd be going Preferably, for it. Yeah. <laughs> Alan King's Midnight Legacy, purely because of the jockey booking in Buick, and it, it, it's a consistent horse. It should run its race, but I didn't. I didn't really have a good look at it, to be honest. Yeah, to be fair, that's not that's not bad form at all. Second to Opera Gift uh, of Andrew Baldings. Um, I certainly think that's that's reasonable form. Gumball was third in that. The uh, the, uh, the the National Hunt horse yeah, was third in that. Catherine, any views on that? Uh, no, at this point, um, I'll either be crying in a corner or, or or running around the house celebrating. I'd, I'd agree. I'd, t- I'd totally agree. Um, I'm with um, Soto Sizzler in this. Uh, uh, the Urchi Mount uh, David Menu is, is, is he the French the French trainer? David. Uh, David. David Ginola. Um, or Gerard Depigue or whatever I thought he looked like. Anyway, um yeah, I thought that was second to Group One Power um, last time um, in the Met. In the, in the Met, but 
what I, what I felt was that Group One power always had first run, and I thought that was unfair. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think that's that's not you know I think he deserves some some credit really because I think he gave him first run and that was the difference between them. So, but I agree, John. In a way, I think Group One power could have more uh, progression in it. You know, I think there's more improvement than than Soto Sizzler, but. And we sort of similar at the prices at 11 to 2 each way. The bet for me there. Right, we move on to the 5.50 at Epsom, the finale. Thank God. Six furlong kazoo handicap. It's a class two affair. Desert Safari and Lexington Dash are favourites for this at five to one point favourites. Uh, Ginge, any any thoughts here? Um, again, Tinto for, for Amanda Perrett, Jim Crowley on. It put up its best performance last year. About it's near enough the same date as this, but it was at Newmarket, and it yeah. beat it beat Summergant a length and a half there. I think if it runs anything like to that standard, it's probably its time of the year. I'm not sure whether it goes on the soft ground or not. I don't know, but that that'd be the one for me. She she she, she does all right at that meeting as well, doesn't she, old uh, Amanda? Not far to travel, is it? No, not no. far to travel at all from uh, from a, a base at Guy Arwoods. And her dad yeah. was a good guy, wasn't he? He ruined that one, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> good on the bonfire, weren't he? Good old guy. Um, <laughs> John, any any thoughts on the finale? Um, I like Kimmy Five. Um, first, there's the Mick Davis angle. Mick's been mentioning this this week. Has he now? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes, he's... Uh, he chucked in the conversation about would, would Kimmy Five back as we get prepared on Saturday? Uh, I think this course and trip could really suit. And while the drawing 12 probably isn't ideal, I noticed they've, uh, they've gone to the trouble of getting the champion jockey involved. And uh, I, th- I think this can can go pretty well around here tomorrow. Yeah. I think uh, round the road 61, it's a bet. Okay, so so Kimmy Five is a, a, a pretty confident. Davis is a very shrewd judge as well. So I think I think seven to one still available. So seven to one each way. A pleasure. Yeah. So Kimmy Five under Urshine for John. Um, Catherine, did you, had you got thoroughly bored by now? No, I did. I had a look at this race, and um, obviously I'm quite scared that John's going to put me in the boot again. So I'm going to go with Kimmy Five as well, um, <laughs> because I actually think the same as my my cap my cap to my capture or capture or whatever um you know i i actually think that Epson will suit him down to the ground i think he he, he likes he's, he's very easy over undulations you've only got to look at his form at goodwood to see that and the the jockey booking is is eye-catching i think so yeah and um he's been not that it matters but he has been sort of quite widely tipped up as well so um, I don't think I'm maybe barking up a totally wrong tree and saying Kimmy Five. Interesting. So Catherine and John both agreeing with Kimmy Five for the champion jockey O'Shea Murphy. Each way a pleasure, folks. At seven to one, and it looks like we've got a, an absolute duo battle because I agree with Jin with Tinter. <laughs> I do. I, I I think I think I think uh, this has got a much better chance than it's odd to suggest. It's effective in the ground. Um, it's fair. It's definitely off a winnable mark. It, 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 it was informed last year, like you say, it beat Summergan last year um, off a mark of 100. And it, it's 
it turns up here off a marker 95 after a few trip experiments over seven furlongs. Uh, the last three runs have been over seven. Might not have suited. Maybe they were just getting frustrated and not winning at six, but maybe the mark was just a tad high on 101, now 95. Plenty of value there in that um, at around the um, 16 to one mark. So I thought, yeah, uh, I'm with Ginge there, Tinto, 16 to one each way to finish the meeting off. So hopefully there's some pink button choices for you there between us all. Uh, we, we've got one final race to look at. I don't know if you guys have, have looked at this. Um, the, the pre-jockey club on Sunday. Um, I, don't, I don't know if you... If, Ginge, have you bothered? I had a quick look, mate. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, I think the... the um, oh, I, I don't like going for O'Brien. The same as I don't like going for for Mark Johnson. Just because they, they just do my head in. But I, I do think the the, the, the French Guineas winner, the Sir Max Basilica that won the Jewess, I think it's a, a really good horse. Yeah, uh, it's probably his best. Um, it's definitely his best called. Uh, yeah, and, and and I think it'll, it'll it, it was good. The further that it went in the uh, French Guineas, the better it looked. And I think it'll, it'll be too good for these, personally. The right, French look very good, personally. Well, it's yeah. a, it's a, it's available at nine to four. So so I mean, the disappointing thing for me, and I, obviously this is a this is a French classic, and. And I think it's probably times we're in that, that we're on Friday evening, the decks are out, the draws are out. There's literally I'll just I'm just gonna check check double check this, but I believe there's only two books pricing this up, which is astonishing. You know, like like it's it's a it's, it's a French derby that's quite quite important in terms of of, of calendar, you know, it, it makes the news, you know, what wins it. And 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 there's there's two bookies pricing it up, which are bet three, six, five and both books. So disappointing. Um, Catherine, did you? Yeah, I did. Um, I I'm going to agree with Stocko actually. Um, I really like St. Mark's Basilica. Um, there's been some absolute crap written about him in the Racing Post, which isn't all that surprising. Saying that, um, if you get the distance, well, his half sibling won over one mile two, and in in his last uh, foray into uh, French racing, you know, he certainly looked as though he, he, he certainly wasn't stopping and looked as though he, he would stay one mile too. So I think that that's uh, that's a load of bollocks. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's my choice in that. But I know what you mean about the pricing up. It wasn't priced up at all um, earlier, um, which I found quite surprising. But then again, I guess they're all too busy pricing up tomorrow's 2000 races. Um, well, that's it. Yeah, you, yeah, you get, too much price, you get prices on a on a novice hurdle at um, you know. Or well, the five runners at Worcester tomorrow because yeah. it will be like a road. Yeah, um, it's, and you, you can't get a price yeah. on the French exactly. derby, which is yeah. astonishing. Uh, John, did you have a have a butchers? I did, and uh, the the one I was most interested in really was Jerab. Uh, ah, yeah. Um. I, I just think this is potentially quite a nice horse. Uh, it ran really well against that filly Lake of Richard Hammond. Snow Lantern, yeah. Yeah, then the last day was last day. absolutely fantastic. <laughs> uh, I went demolished that trail at New York. I was really impressed with that. And to be honest with you, I, I'd, have, I'd have probably bit the bullet and run this in the derby. Um, I know it was a fair old hiking trip, but I mean, I, I, it, it looked to tell a bit of a tonight, and I, I can say this going really, really well here. You know, I know it's got a massive amount to find with 
proven pattern for farmers. But uh, there's no way I can get a look out of place against Saiz on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Darab is, is a horse that, that I know quite well because I've, I've had info on it basically since debut. And Martin Harley always rides this at home simply because it's ludicrously keen. Um, so they don't they don't put they don't put like you know moderate jockeys on or moderate work riders. It's always Martin Harley that rides it, and and he's done a, he's done a grand job in settling this. The, the one worry for me tomorrow, uh, so Sunday, sorry, would be install fourteen, which is quite wide, which means you either have to drop in, which is round Shanti is is quite difficult, yeah. to, to come yeah. to a long way behind, or if you then go forward from that draw, you then. You, you know, you could be like, you know, you could be pulling like Boris Johnson. So, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, it, it's, it literally is, you know, it, it, that's the one worry. But I, I, I agree with everything you've said about how good he is. I, and I, I, to be honest, John, I'm a bit disappointed they, just, they, they didn't just turn up in, in, in something at, at, at the Royal Meeting maybe, yeah. rather, rather than go there. But, but like you say, or, or even try it in the derby. Why not? Yeah, but but I'm a bit disappointed they've come here, and I bet they're disappointed with the draw. Um, mm. I've I've actually bet one in here, folks. Um, I managed to get my commission a commission agent on, and he managed to get me a bet on um, a horse uh, ridden by Gerald Mosse, uh, Normandy Bridge. Um, I have backed uh, at twenty to one, and I backed it win only because of the poor each way terms. Uh, one fifty odds, one two three does not cut the mustard. So it was just a win-only bet, and this was behind St Mark's Basilica in the uh, French Guineas, and it was very slowly away, which is unusual for Normandy Bridge because he normally ridden handy, and he was badly hampered around the first bend. Then badly, he, he just got absolutely no run whatsoever. Ran on late to finish seventh. I thought it was an eye-catching run. And yeah. if you look at his pedigree, he's by Le Havre, out of a Silver Hawk mare. This is sort of like, and he's only ever run at mile, 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 seven furlongs mile and this is now a mile and a quarter uh well extend a mile and a quarter and what's interesting at sean t this weekend is we're going to get better ground it's going to probably probably end up good there's very little showers forecast and it definitely looks like a, a it's going to be decent ground which so Le Havre and silver hawk it's it's tailor-made for good ground if he breaks better under the old man gerald uh 20 to 1 it cannot be because i think it'll be I agree with, with Stocker and Catherine that St. Mark's Basilica is a very good horse and I certainly respect it, but obviously for me it's price and I just thought 20 to 1 for Normandy Bridge with bet 365 folks, fill your boots uh, for a small bet anyway in the uh, French derby on Sunday. Right, I think that's covered it off. I think I've enjoyed the show, folks. I've enjoyed all your company. I think it'll be brilliant, um, except Stocker. <laughs> and quick. <laughs> We'll be back on Sunday, myself and John, with more rubbish uh, for you to listen to uh, at around the 6.30 time on Sunday, as always. It's been a pleasure, and I hope you're back some winners this weekend. That's all from us. Bye for now.